We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Lightyear's Andy Lou. The Warriors beat the Phoenix Suns 123-112. The home winning streak continues. <laughs> I was thinking about it right before we got on. How wild is it this team is 29-7 and at home and 7-26 um, and 26 on the road? I've never seen anything like it. It's it's special, and special both ways. <laughs> not, not the type of special I want to be fair. Yeah, it's special as in like, you know, they might not lose a, a home game depending on how long they get through in the postseason. But you know what? They might just be out in the first round <laughs> in six because or in five. Sorry, because they can't win it. So it's just like it, it's, Seven. it's it's weird. <laughs> yeah, wow, math is bad. Weird. It's it's weird because this team is full of veterans. That's the worst part and weirdest part. It's not a team where you've got a bunch of young guys. This isn't the Houston Rockets. This isn't the Orlando Magic. This isn't a team that has never played together. And is, yeah, I know. Right? They can't even beat the Magic. <laughs> um, but you got a team full of vets and you still can't win on the road. Usually you think that because you have guys that are used to playing on the road, you'll be fine. And this team just can't do it. I think I have reasons, but I don't want to start the show that way. I think I know the reason. No, no, no. We're going to start. This is, a, this is a fun Warriors win. Little, a little slow third quarter, but overall, like, my take on this team, despite, like, we can go existential on the home road stuff, um, it does feel like the core is rounding into playoff shape, and they're trying to drag whoever's healthy with them with them the whole way. Like, Clay Thompson, 30? In the first half, thirty-two in the first half. 32. Um, yeah, just phenomenal. Didn't really get going in the second half, but they also Phoenix did everything they could to stop him from shooting the ball. Overall, a plus game for Clay. Steph, 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 low. It's just like it, he didn't have to score as much as he usually did. Phenomenal game, and then Draymond peak Draymond everywhere defensively, uh, and and everything just kind of goes off of those three guys when they're locked in like that makes the game a lot easier for everyone else and it does it really doesn't matter if that everyone else uh involves players like just not being there on some level yeah I, you know i think 
you got to set the tone the right way. I think the Warriors, I think especially the vet guys you're talking about, set the tone the right way this game. Draymond was whew, special defensively. The way that he really just forced DeAndre Ayton to become essentially an eight-foot jump hook guy. A dude's over seven feet tall, man. Be a serious basketball player. Uh, he pretty much cleaned up every single mistake that every other player on the team made, uh, especially in the second unit. Um, ah, it was, it was, and then you talk about Clay and Steph. It was, I think, one of the, I'm uh, probably the best first quarter that we've seen from the Warriors, and probably one of the it's best been, of the season. It's been a minute since they've come out that strong in the first quarter. Uh, no way around that. And and honestly, with that win, they're technically the five seed right now, tied with the Clippers, um, and only a game and a half back of Phoenix from the four seed. Uh, this stuff is all fluid, but the, the thing that really matters for the Warriors is, you know, kind of creating separation from the play-in. Like, they want to avoid the play-in right now, and they're about to go on a tough road trip, and uh, they need this one. And, you know, big win off the bat. Uh, funny story. They're going to go on the road for five straight games now. <laughs> After they – this is the Warriors, right? They go on the road. They lose three that you thought, you know, they had a chance to at least win one. At least they win one, but they lose all three uh, on the road. And then they come back home. They beat the Bucks and the Suns at home because, of course, they do. And now they go back on the road. And this kind of feels like – actually, you know what? I'll take that back. Because how many times have we sat here and said, this feels like the biggest moment of the season. This feels like they might have figured something out. But they kind of have a chance here to say, all right, are we going to be sitting at the sixth seed, maybe gunning for the five seed, or are we just going to be a playing team? Because if they come back on a one and four road trip, they're a playing team. That's what it feels like. And um, so this is probably the biggest, uh, I keep saying, I guess, but it's the biggest, the biggest uh, stretch of the season so far. Yeah. Um, before we forget, I want to pump this. Everyone join the Light Years March Madness Run Your Pool Contest. Free to play, cash prizes to top three winners. Come on, guys. March Madness starts in three days. Two days if you're listening to this on Tuesday. Get in our pool. Prove you're the number one goon. Everyone sign up real quick. The number one goon. It's important to be the number one goon. I love it. I mean, Michael Green might be the number one goon. But but let's get back to the game real quick. Um, did you feel like they took it seriously because of, of Chris Ball? Because in the second quarter, Steph Curry had a moment where he looked at Chris Paul and said, this ain't 2014 no more. <laughs> Um, which I thought was hilarious because it's like, bro, you've actually owned him for like a decade. We're still doing it. Like it, <laughs> that's the type of thing you do when you finally get over the hump against like the older against the big brother. Um, but but Steph carrying that chip for a long, long dude. Time. You have four championships. Chris Paul has none. Yeah, <laughs> you know I was I mean? dying. I was two dying. MVPs. <laughs> you know, you've done. You've you've had Chris Paul's career times five. Is what Steph is at. But I think you know. You know, you watch MJ's documentary and Kobe and all of these kind of cycles. They always have to find a way to motivate themselves, right? I think that's your point. And I think for Steph, yeah. his motivation is not accomplishments against CP3. It's it's probably saying, you know what? CP3 has spent his career um, out-muscling me, right? That's probably his thought process. And, and Steph has put all this weight uh, in the last two, three years because of moments like that. I mean, not tonight, but where he can go up against Boston 
and say, hey, I'm going to be the best player on the court. You can't do anything with me inside, outside. And I think that was cool. I think that's kind of, if I had to guess, I'm sure somebody's going to ask him about it in postgame where they should. But I assume that mental right game is, is what it is because I think with CP3, he's always felt like he can. You remember against the Clippers? Yeah. You remember that one where he just fouls him and he can just grabbing, know? pushing yeah. you below the waist, just kind of deal with the fact that like right. he's a little stronger than you. Like that's probably his biggest advantage. He's kind of built like a, a running back, if I'm being honest, you know? Right. So it's just like, yeah, no, I, I think it's hilarious because uh, it does not matter how much success Steph's had, how much success the Warriors have had. It's still a little personal there. He'll deny it. He'll just say it's fun, trash talk, but still a little personal, and and, and that's that's cool. That's that's fun, right? Yeah, CP3 doesn't like him. <laughs> like it's, I, I think that's part of what's cool about the NBA. Like you're saying, it's fun, it's good. We like when players don't like each other. Which, to your point, to answer your question earlier, I don't think it's about CP3. I think it's about Booker. I think it's about what we saw earlier. Oh, it definitely is for Clay, man. Yeah, it definitely is for Clay. Well, Clay I mean, didn't yeah. Clay didn't get caught on camera talking as much trash but uh but you know earlier in the year throws the four rings in booker's face and um can we, can we just be honest the suns talk a lot they talk a lot for a team who hasn't really accomplished anything and it definitely rubs the warriors a certain way so i think i think there was a little um just you know just want to remind them what's going on you know yeah yeah i I think it's healthy. I like the like the D book Luca stuff is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's funny. It's it's interesting because the book keeps talking when Luca's a much better player and also beat him on last series season. Like I'd love to see that matchup again. Um, but I think the the talk, I think the the talk with Clay is that he's washed, right? And that was what the point. Remember that conversation that was had after that game the Warriors lost to in Phoenix was. Hey, like Clay, you're 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 not that guy anymore. You don't get to right. talk like this because you're not good anymore. You maybe you weren't maybe D Book was always going to be better than Clay, which is I always said, like, D Book's not better than Clay right now. Absolutely not. You can make an argument that he is, but you're not gonna tell me obviously he is. And plus, he's never won a championship. He hasn't gone multiple times in the NBA finals. He hasn't had the games in the playoffs. He had, that one, Clay has. He had one playoff run in basically a COVID season. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think enough gets made of everyone talks about the bubble but the following year it was like 88 percent bubble you know what i mean like non-full crowds like wow I, I the phoenix suns are in the finals when have we seen them do shit before that or after that you know it's like it's a lot of teams who i'm not sure are, are really about that getting over in a weird season where most of the games were not played with fans i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to say those players aren't good. Like, I think Booker's really good, but, like, I would need to see him do it in big games a little more before he talks the way he does, you know? Uh, yeah, and I think, the, for me, the annoyance is is less so that and more so you don't get to change the way you talk about Clay's career just because he might not be as good as he was now as he was then. And you know what? Guess what? Yes. He's just as good as he was then. Offensively, he is just no, it does, as he It was. does feel like a lot of people who never thought he was good seeing an opportunity to kick him while he's down, right? Like, that's the way that's the way it comes across. A lot of like, oh, yeah, not, not so easy now that you don't have a superstar team or some, something like that. And it's like, bro, they're a dream team because of him. He's part of the reason you thought they were unfair. He's not just some like hanger on 
ride, you know, type of guy, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree. I know it's, it's cool to see Clay kind of do that. And I mean, dude, that last three that he made, I mean, before we get to other guys, I just want to point out that last three that he made before the half, they were down by, they that were one was, only, they're, they're only up by 14. Moonball. No idea. I don't even think he looked at the rim, but it didn't matter at that point. Uh, that's like a weird. That's like a Kobe um, MJ type of like you know over the shoulder type of shot. But they took it from fifteen. He took it from twenty seven. Yeah, with a hand in his face. It was just such a um, such a dick shot in some ways. I don't yeah. know. No. This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Sword Vitality. Listen up, Dub Nation especially all our guys out there, we have a special offer on the newest addition to your daily self-care routine. Do you shower, brush your teeth, and I know you manscape to keep the ladies in your life happy. Listen, no shame. Self-care is cool and manly, and that's why you need to add Sword Vitality Excalibur to your daily routine. Sword Vitality Excalibur can encourage optimal sexual health by increasing blood flow to help you thrive when it matters. Trust me. You might think your girl's happy, but what if she could be happier? This 30-day regimen designed to benefit your reproductive function can help maintain a healthy libido and stamina. Now, who doesn't want to last longer? You'll be proud of this product. It looks good on your shelf. It sure as hell feels good, and it shows your partner you care. Add Sword Vitality to your pregame, and you'll always be ready for game time. Visit SwordVitality.com now. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS at checkout for a nice discount. That's swordvitality.com. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS. And that discount won't be the only nice thing that you'll be getting. Uh, let's let's talk a little more about some other players here. Okay, so um, we got the GP2 update. GP2, 10 days away from being reevaluated. Sounds like, if I had to read the tea leaves, I think in 10 days, potentially he'll be cleared for on-court stuff. And like, realistically, we're looking at turn of the month when he's on the court which is good that means he gets a few games before the playoffs which is like all things considered kind of what you want him for right um yeah kuminga was questionable for this game ultimately they did not play him and ultimately smart decision get him an extra game i'd be surprised if he didn't play on wednesday and at worst friday um i kind of thought he was gonna be out for longer I did, I did too. That thing looked nasty. But he's Man. young. Like, there's a difference between being KD at 35 years old versus Kaminga at 21. That's sure. Difference. Sure. Difference. Um, and then um, Wiggins, still no update. And uh, Tony Lamb, not an injury thing, but I'm just kind of surprised they haven't converted him, well, considering a, they need a, roster, a player. Well, a, you know? a, apparently, Kokami said that they. Or he tweeted it, or sure. Somewhere he that it's, he's most likely going to be converted by Wednesday. Steve Kerr also said that uh, Steve's been Steve's been petitioning, yeah, at every media session, and and, yeah. the, and he and Steve said decisions could be coming in the next couple of days. So it sounds like it's it's going to happen. But mm-hmm. uh, you know me, I don't give a shit. Moses Moody looked pretty good tonight. Jim Michael Green looked pretty good tonight. But again, those are home games. Um, but there's, it's nice to, nice to see them play with energy, right? Nice. They're to see thin them on. A, I agree with you. It's great to see them on, but like objectively, they're they're thin. On the wings, uh, Andre had. Oh actually, my god, he was so good. Um, my guy. By the way, my guy. He looked energized that all the startups he invested in got bailed out. All right, my guy with the reverse dunk. Relax. And then uh, when he when he went for that layup and he fell, I was like, oh no, 
And he just gets right back up. Like, yeah, he looked energized. He looks ready for the playoffs. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, especially, um, I, I think you stick him into 15 minutes. He's fine. Anything more than that, I think it starts to get ugly. Still, I don't think we've seen him make a three this season yet. So we'll, we'll see when that's going to happen. But the defense, the swiping. You know, one thing I noticed about Andre is it's even funnier as he gets older. Um, the more he swipes down, the more he hits the arm. Because I think half the time <laughs> at this point, he actually hits people's arms. Um, he did hit it. Oh, no, he did not hit it. Rest don't call it, though. Sorry. <laughs> rest don't call it. I think it's just straight out of respect. They just don't call these swipe down fouls anymore. But tell you what, if Jordan Poole does it, or if Clay Thompson does it. Dude, if Steph, does, if Steph does it. Come on. <laughs> Steph's like, a two-time MVP, out. and he's, he's getting called for that. No, you're right. Um, <laughs> there's actually uh, – I'll, I'll link it uh, in the chat and to the pod for people listening. There's a Drew Holiday interview where he's talking about how Steph is an alien and is the hardest player to guard. Um, I, mentally, I'm still kind of in that Bucks game because that was so fun to watch Steph and Drew go back and forth, right? Um, and Drew – just throws out he's like when you're a good defender they let you get away with more and so because i know that i'd foul the shit out of steph every time and in my mind i'm always thinking about that that kind of applies to andre when you're when you're a great defender you know like let you get a little contact on the swipe down just because of uh who you've been a little bit right so (laughs) i uh, you earn it you earn it also plus 19 on the minutes tonight i'm just saying Mm -hmm. i'm just i'm just saying you know how i feel about my guys Facts are facts, you know? He is he is a great connector. That's what he is. Word of the season. By the way, he was he was the he was the connector, elite connector before connector uh was a thing. So Andre Godala, shout out to Andre Godala. He may have invented the term. I think he did. He literally turned into an all-star scoring-ish type of guy. He turned into, into an all-star role player. Yeah. Even though Just he was because. an all-star as a non-role player. Um yeah, I bet you though. Here's the thing about Andre: his career, since we're doing an Andre thing, if he had started his career as a role player, though, he would have never been an All Star. That that's the thing where yeah, where, yeah. where it's where it's just, it's just I hear so, what you're saying. So stupid. So you just you just, sometimes you just got to score score points, right? It's it's part of just how the NBA is. Speaking of scoring points, Uh-oh. Jordan Poole. What a segue! Twenty points tonight. Um, I actually think Poole played a good game. You know, there were some turnovers I didn't love. But if we're going to call it straight, best game he's played in a minute, uh, and particularly a good second half driving the team home. Yep. Just more decisive. Like, if you want to pinpoint down Jordan Poole to one thing, it's like just make an aggressive move, less dancing, man. Just like when he goes hard to the rim, gets a layup, it's a foul, you know. It's it's a decisive play. When he goes up for a shot decisively, generally good look. I'll live with it. When he tries to, uh, you know, dance, put up something for the gram. That's when it's uh, things go th- things go a little sideways. Like just be real about it. Like it's just kind of it's one of those things where it's it, it's almost annoying because you know he can play another way. <laughs> um. Comments think I'm getting ready to hate. Uh, they think I'm ready. I mean, I, I, I'm looking at your face. I think you're ready to hate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he was good tonight, but I think you know the thing with Jordan Poole is when when you can't play defense, you're a cone, and you turn the ball over the way he does, and you don't make right decisions. You have to do one thing as get buckets. 
And tonight, Jordan Poole got buckets, right? 31 minutes, 8 for 16, 4 threes, 20 points. That is the bare minimum of what he has to do because his plus minus cannot stay afloat if he can't score the ball. Do you see him drive into the lane and push Aiden out of the way? Now, you know, part of that is DeAndre Aiden's pretty soft but for a seven-footer, but that is impressive. But there's only, like, three guys who, like, like okay, don't do that to, like, Giannis and AD and maybe Embiid. Like, everyone else just go hard like that, at, yeah. right? Right, right, <laughs> exactly. He wasn't doing that because a scrub was at the rim. You know, oh. this is Mike Bion- a good defensive. He's a big dude, and he was just going at these guys. Um, that's what he has to do. Though, you know, he he has to be able to score because I think the defense is not going to be there. It wasn't there last season either, but he was a great scorer. Decision-making, sometimes great, most of the times not. So just just get buckets. Just get buckets. And tonight was one of those games where he did 31 minutes. Anytime I feel like anytime Jordan Poole plays 30-plus minutes, it's usually good because that means he's playing well, right? Like he got minutes deep into the fourth, so that was nice. Um, but when he's in the low 20s, it's probably because he got benched for DiVincenzo or someone like that. Some Someone that probably plays better defense. But I thought tonight was a – yeah, you're right. It was a good Jordan Poole game. Like, they stayed afloat in the fourth because of him. Because, you know, Clay ended up cooling off in the second half. And he, Steph got doubled at half court tonight. So they needed someone else. And it was, it was Poole. You know, you know what I can – this is kind of a weird thing to say. But, like, when Jordan Poole plays big – that's when he has good games. Like he looked six five out there. He was playing, you know, like you said, driving directly into Aiton and and like kind of pushing him. Or you're just like, damn, is that, is that James Hart? Is that Dwayne Wade? Like that sort of thing. I'm like, obviously that he's not Dwayne Wade, but like you know what I'm saying? How like Wade six four, but always felt much bigger when he played. When when Pool plays like that, he's a pretty impactful guy. But too often, like, loves to get low and dance, and you're just like, he feels like a small guard, even though he's not that small. Like, he's he's a legit 6'4". So it's one of those things where, you know, when he when he asserts himself that way, he can be very, very useful for the team, even though he's not a great defender. And, like, you know, passing can wax and wane. But, like, you know. Yeah, he has to, though. I don't think it's a negotiable thing. He just has to. He yeah, but he's, he's young. Like maybe, well, it, maybe, maybe well, now I'm being. Maybe now was I'm young. Being... <laughs> like it, there's no, you can't. It, that's just how it is, man. They're trying well, to win a let's championship. Let's not. Let's not. Jordan Poole is playing 20 plus minutes a game in the finals. James Wiseman can't play 20 minutes in a preseason game. Let's not go there. Three blocks tonight, by my guy Big Jim. By the way, three blocks. Negative plus minus in a game they won by over 20. So someone texted me that uh, he was a minus one tonight, right? And uh, I was like, oh, good. Three blocks. Box score looks good. Moving. Improving. And I was like, really good. I, I might go watch some of the highlights. Then he sends me the final score, and I start dying. It's absolutely. J- by the way, Jalen, Jalen Duran. Oh, my. Mm. Like, that is, that is an Andy Lou player. That is a Warriors player. That guy's um, – it might be like Bam Adebayo two point. Like Ooh, just wow, you, you know, you know the type of guy where I'm like, no, it's like he makes winning plays just intuitively, and he doesn't even know yeah. what he's doing half the time. Yeah. Um, whatever. That's the Detroit Pistons segment of the show. <laughs> That's enough of that. Um, <laughs> speaking of goons, Jamichael, could we, could we, could we just throw him a little love for um, you know, first half of the season? I was like, man, I thought he was better than this. Um, I really thought he was better than this, and he looks like he's awful. Um, and then he had that leg infection, and now, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 
nice, nice stretch. He, he, look, he's given them productive minutes, you know, like he's been, he's been productive. I mean, definition of productive minute. I mean, nine, nine, 21 minutes, nine points, six, seven rebounds, but really two steals and one block. I, the, getting on un, getting under the sun's skin a little bit too that's, like that's a, that's a part i need that like <laughs> draymond yes. draymond's gonna give you the the you know four steals this and that i need i need you to be the guy who who makes hate and throw a tantrum exactly exactly because <laughs> what happens if jermichael green gets a, gets gets tossed or gets ejected or something like it's fine like yeah. we don't care just bring the energy and i think i a buddy hit me and he was frustrated with me because he he was like, you, you killed your Michael Green. You killed your Michael Green all the time. You always say he's a dumb player, but you got to understand he is who he is. You got to accept what he does well. And, you know, I, he's right, right? Oh, I, I inv- think- inv- invite him to the group chat. <laughs> he, he's right because I, for <laughs> me, I have this expectation of like, if if you're going to have to play the Warriors type of basketball, you're going to have to be really smart. There's no, there's not going to be, hey, stand in the quarter, make a three, and that's it, which is kind of 80% of the NBA. And the Warriors has, has a lot – it's a different type of game. And I think sure. Michael Green, maybe some of it is that it took him a little while to get used to it versus someone like Otto Porter who just in, innately knows how to play that style. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so cool to watch him ball out uh, to make the threes. And it was weird, the stuff with Damian Lee. I don't know why Damian Lee slapped him in the back of the neck. Very odd. And then you see post game that um, Draymond Green is like talking with Sonia Curry, Steph's mom. So – just the weird end of the game, but you know, I, hey man, like if nothing happens, it's it's fun and games. Bring the energy, um, especially in a mid March game that the Warriors have to win. Um, yeah, I like that comment. I like that one. Yeah, for sure. Little enforcer. Yeah, I mean, it, it, look, man, everyone has to play a role in the team. Um, and uh, you know, maybe in the preseason we we're hoping he was going to be Otto Porter, um, and and that's not who he is. But if he's an enforcer who's going to give you some minutes and and stick a couple shots and make a couple plays, like, hey, hey, that's better than nothing. That's something, you know. No, that's, no, absolutely. That's that that's ten so, minutes a game in the playoffs. That's not yeah. nothing. And you don't just like you don't just get ten minutes a game. How many times have we watched the Warriors in the postseason get guys that they just can't play? Um, and we'll see. We'll see if Jermichael Green can even play in the playoffs. I don't we'll think he, he does. He strike these guys and get scared in the playoffs? No, definitely not. That guy doesn't seem scared of anything. No. No. <laughs> If anything, the mighty, was, shoot, mighty shoot a shot you don't want. No. That's it. I was going to say, if, <laughs> if anything, like you might be scared of him not being scared because he's just like, it's little, the comments are right. Like there's a little most fates in him. Like we talked about it. Yeah. Little most fates. I think not, not David West. David West was a smart cerebral. Like, yeah, it's, it's like auto without the three point shot yeah, where you're yeah. just like, this is, this guy's way too good to be on a vet minimum, but we'll take it. You know? Like, yeah. So. I, I think auto last season was what type of player? 15 mil. Type of player, yeah, yeah, yeah. You so, say? So, so, someone in the chat's going, um, Otto is a unicorn, and that's that's how I always felt. They yeah. got you don't get guys like that for the minimum. Um, honestly, he only took the taxpayer mid level because everyone knows his body's beaten down, right? But like, if he's healthy, you're right, 15 to 20 million dollar player. I wonder, just uh, you know, I wonder, can if- we get him back? <laughs> oh, that's why you're my guy, that's why you're my guy. I don't um, think he likes it in Toronto. I'll tell you that. Like, I don't I'm, think he likes it in Toronto. I, you know, I've been told like that he was he, like, they told him that we wouldn't play you this much. And then Nick Nurse being Nick Nurse, if anybody watches Toronto Raptors, all Nick Nurse does is plays guys 45 minutes game. And he goes and says, Otto Porter, you got to play. And then Otto gets hurt. and He's out for the season. He's like, what the fuck am I doing here? So I wonder, you know, kind of like a GP2 scenario. I wonder if he, he comes back. God, it would be so we. 
they're officially in the forever Giants phase of the dynasty where it's just like, bring them back. Bring back the guys. (laughs) Worth it. Worth it to bring back. (laughs) Worth it to bring back. Get Gregor Blanco in there. I mean, there's just some good. Gregor Blanco is not very good, but gosh. gosh. When the Giants brought back Pablo after the – after the uh, Red Sox era, that's when you knew it was like. Was 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 this when they st- won the third title with him though? Because that was worth it too. He was terrible. No, 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 no. no. I mean, like <sighs> in the Farhan years, they brought him back. Oh, <laughs> um, Enough st- could still hit though. Keep still it moving. Hit. Hey, before we get to the voicemails, who you like for March Madness? Oh, where, yeah. Where, I, where I, got, I already picked. Already picked my final four. I'm not going to give you all four, but I already picked my final four. I, I, I assume you did. I mean, I'm. Probably gonna tweak mine, but I want I want to know who who we leaning. I went with so I love the so look guys. Number one, sign up for the run your pool. Let's get a couple thousand people in there, right? Great cash, yeah. great prizes. I've got I've got um, my favorite is the Houston team. Um, obviously, they're number one seed, number one, like real shocker, right? Um, but they've got a bunch of different guys that can score. My favorite team is Marquette, just because of shock smart. Just because of that guy, <laughs> he was he was not a good fit in Texas, just a bad fit, just in terms of the, the scheme. Like he's a scheme coach um, to me. So I'm picking Marquette. I kind of wanted to go Bama because of that one long lanky guy. Who, who's the guy that Brandon has, uh, Miller? Yeah, yeah, guy. yeah. That guy who's uh, who like he's got the John Moran court problem. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I just for karma purposes, I watched him play one game. But for karma oh, he's, purposes, he's, I couldn't pick him. He's disgusting. He's like uh, reminds me of like. Tatum, Paul George, he's he's gonna. My my take is he's the number two pick in the NBA draft. I was I gonna he's say, better than Scott. Yeah. I think he's better than Scoot. Um, like you know, I don't like but, the Scoot type of players, so I I was like, yeah, why isn't this you got you gotta be really special to be a small ball dominant non shooting guard. He can uh, shoot. and he's pretty he's pretty damn special. But I'll take the six ten guy who shoots forty five percent on like fifteen threes a game. You know, um, I'm right now leaning Alabama to win the whole thing. Uh, but it's biased because I watch them a ton because I think he's an awesome player. Um, I got a soft spot for, for our guy, Musselman. Shout out Warriors legend, Arkansas. I, we got a weird light years contingent in Arkansas. I know that because we've got two comments from there, which is basically like a thousand as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I don't even know where Arkansas is. That relax. Um, but, I was, but, you know, Musselman's the coach. They gave us Moses Moody. Uh, honestly, still waiting for that one to pay off. But uh, He looked good tonight. He, he did look good tonight. tonight. He, good he tonight. did. I'm feeling um, – I, I just I, – I need them to come through. That's my, that's my thought. Give us your picks and make sure to sign up for our pool. Light Years Podcast, kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes – with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoors adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection, insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. If you don't love them, you can also exchange for a new pair, return them, or you can return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. 
Light Years Podcast always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving our best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code LightYears for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Um, Tim, you want to bring up the voicemails? To the goons. Hey, fellas. This is Ruben. First time, long time. Uh, now it's the, uh, the third quarter right now, so rest of this game might make you look stupid. But I'm watching and thinking that uh, Clay's actually still a pretty good matchup for Booker. I think he guards him really well. And, um, you know, assuming that the Suns are probably going to be one of the teams to beat in the playoffs for the next few years, that's a nice little luxury, uh, you know, being able to stick Clay on him, feel good about it, and uh, save Wiggins or another, you know, high-level guy for KD. Um, you know, have Gary Payton or Kaminga put Chris Paul in hell where he belongs. So, I don't know. It'll be nice to think about things like playoff matchups. Uh, so, hopefully they hold on and win this game, and that's what we're thinking about rather well, they did hold on and win that game. Um, Spoiler. Am I uh, am I deluded in thinking I think the Warriors actually match up really well with Phoenix? Um, because, hear me out on this one. They're going to play no games together. So you know if you get physical with them, it's just ISO, ISO, ISO. And I do think Clay can guard Devin Booker because Book's more smooth than explosive, right? Um, GP two can definitely guard Booker. We've seen him do it, and quite frankly, just GP can guard basically everyone under six seven, right? Um, and then if you get Wiggins back, which is a big one, you know he's as good as it comes at guarding the KDs of the world. And you got Draymond who can also guard him. I think while they'll be a tough team, they they match up really well against an ISO heavy team if the Warriors are healthy. So. That's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I think um, they're not going to expose the Warriors. Let's just say lack of uh, cohesiveness on like rotations as much as some other teams. I think that's a great argument. Um, well, I'm just trying to talk myself into it. To can, I, can, I, can I ask you a question though? Would you rather have Clay Thompson guard Devin Booker or John Morant? Devin Booker. And I think that's kind of where Clay is in his career now. To the caller's point, is that he is a decent matchup for Booker. Now, like he's not locking him up. He's not gonna like if I if you tell me you could put GP two on Booker, like I'm I'm gonna say like yeah, he probably won't get thirty um, if you get GP two better twenty yeah. minutes on him, right? But I think Clay's at the point in his career, like yeah, he's not guarding Dame, he's not guarding Job, but can he can he kind of not get torched by Booker in a in a in a matchup? Yeah, and I think especially in a playoff series, too, where he's a lot more amped up. So um, I'm with you on that. I got to think more about a a hypothetical Suns-Warriors matchup, and I think the biggest thing, too, is, yeah, I think think we know GP2's come back with about five, six games left. No idea on Andrew Wiggins. And until that happens, you know, who knows? And honestly, same with KD. It's like, is he coming back? I assume he is. Assume he is. Assume he is. But who knows? I'm operating with the assumption uh, Wiggins will come back and uh, yeah. will round into form um, because I don't really know that anything's going to happen if he doesn't. So um, anyway, let's get to the next yep. call. Let's get to the next one. I'm sure we can talk about it next show too. Yo, what's up guys? It's Varun here. One thing I was right about, one thing I was wrong about, I was right about Damian Lee being a bitch. I hated him when he was in the Warriors. Really don't like him now. Fake defense, <laughs> fake shooting. Big tough guy. 
just fake all around. So it was satisfying to see Steph and JP hit a bunch of threes in his eye. And I don't know what he's talking to Jermichael for. He's not going to do anything. One thing I was wrong about, I thought Iggy was cooked, and he played awesome tonight. So if he can play like this and be an actual part of the rotation, that's huge. So I'm really happy to see that. And, uh, yeah, fuck Damien Lee. I don't I don't understand why people keep saying Andre is cooked. He he can't make a shot, but there have been times throughout the last five years where he couldn't make a shot. Like what are what are we watching I, here? I think it's the whole didn't play the first 70 games this season. So <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, 65 games. Um uh I don't know. Like I'm I'm with you though, like conceptually, I'm more wonder if Andre's body is cooked. I know he's like his skill level and like mind is not like he knows how to (laughs) he's not he's not gonna close anymore right like we know that he's not closing games anymore but can he play 10 minutes I like I I don't know what we're watching my my prediction my prediction is we're gonna get a game six where Steve throws him out there for about 10 more minutes than he should because he's he's riding his guys and Andre is gonna hit a bullshit three and uh, I cry. And, I and cry. you're you're gonna text me for full forever giant, uh, and I'm and I'm gonna like it. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I'm gonna saying. I'm gonna go. You know what? It's the that's the the biggest three in Warriors history, bigger than Steph's. You know what I'm saying? Bigger bigger than the ones he had in Boston. And then we'll then we'll, then we'll text him, delete that, and uh, <laughs> keep moving. Oh, uh, God, I need more Andre. I will say this uh, quickly on Damian <laughs> Lee. I have found someone I hate more. Uh, so it's Anthony Lamb. So, you know, every year I need a new punching I bag. Can't. This year I got a new punching bag, Sam. Who's next? First off, Varun's my guy. Um, I, I, I know him from the timeline, the Discord. Uh, good dude. Uh, I'm never going to – and it's not a it's not a him-only comment. I'm I, – I, I have philosophical differences. With the Damian Lee hate, I don't, I don't get it. I just don't like. Even you and I don't agree on this one. I'm, a, I'm a Damian Lee guy. So I just, I just couldn't stand the way he plays. But you know what? I learned my lesson this season. I'm watching. I'm, I'm trying. I'm watching all these young kids try to learn how to play basketball. And there have been times, you know, Tim, cue it up. There have been times this season where I've said, <laughs> I miss Damian Lee, man. Can we get a guy that just knows how to play a scheme a little bit? Can knock down a three? Cannot turn the ball over? You know. So. I miss him sometimes. Not tonight, though. Brent Wanamaker oh. was also worse than Damian Lee. Anyway, anyway from, from, the comments, from the you, comments. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim. Right, let's go. Let's go. Give oh, my God. Curry is the man. Put some extra mayonnaise on my biscuit, man. That dude is amazing. What, what do you got to say? What do you got to say, my boy? What do you got to say? Curry is the Mayonnaise on a biscuit. That's right. My oh. nephew said Curry is the goat. We are going to win it all. And I forgot to say what my name is. This is DJ Chocolate Rain, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. I've been listening all season. Fell in love. Love you guys. Talk to you guys later. Stay black. Bye. Stay black. Oh. Can't. I can't do that. <laughs> Great freaking call, man. I can't swear now. I feel bad. He got his nephew listening with the Curry is the Goat. Tim, we got to clip that one. Um, Curry is the Goat. Hopefully, I didn't talk over it and just play it at the front of the next pod or this pod. I was awesome from Atlanta, Georgia. Oh yes, better that than watching Trey Young. That is the yeah, dude. Imagine having to watch Trey Young every day. <laughs> We're actually it just hit me. We're about to watch Trey Young on Friday. Oh, 
he's gonna he's gonna grift 15 fouls out of the Warriors and they're gonna get a win and I'm gonna be so mad. So anyway, um, right. Tim, let's get to the you're next call. Me I, off already. Yeah, yeah let's keep it moving. Yeah, d- delete that. Don't. <laughs> What's up, guys? Quick question: um, Do we think Damian Lee has been uh, drinking the fake tough guy juice that Devin Booker and uh, Chris Paul drink? I don't know. I just thought that was really funny. Um, and also, I I really don't know if there is something that unifies us as a fan base more than beating Chris Paul um, and him yelling at the ref after the ref gave him a screen. The ref screened him um, so Poole could hit that three. Um, that was just – that was peak television. That wasn't even basketball. That was – that was comedy. That was entertainment. But cinema. anyways, big cinema. Love you guys. Uh, thank you guys for the show and everything you guys do. Alrighty. Good calls tonight. Good calls tonight. That makes a good happy. call. Let's um let's look at the schedule before we uh get on to the next call. Yeah. It's been brought to my attention. I skipped a step in the rundown, as I sometimes do. Um rare, rare, right. Warriors LA Wednesday. We will be back after that game. Clippers It'll be interesting, and then they have the weirdest road trip of the season at Atlanta, at Memphis on a back to back, at Houston, at Dallas. Last long road trip of the season. I'm trying to think of what they really need to hold their their position, but I feel like that Clipper game is huge because they're both tied record wise right now. Andy Lou, what are your thoughts? They need two wins. They need two wins. Yeah, they are tied record wise. They have the tiebreaker. No, you want two and two, two and two, two and road three, trip. two and three, two and three. Um, assume they're not going to. That Friday Monday doubleheader is nasty. Um, also, mm-hmm. who the f- who the hell made the schedule where the Warriors don't get a break more than one game for the past like the past month? What is this? Mm-hmm. Adam Silver's NBA is disgusting. Um, these are the defending champions. Give these guys a break. Anyway, I. I think they need two wins. I think that Houston one is obviously a gimme uh, next Monday. You got to win that one. Uh, they're tanking. I think tonight, Shangoon was load management. Like, the hell are you load managing for? You're 22 and you guys suck. Go out there and play. So you got to get that win. And then, yeah, like you said, the LA one is huge. They're struggling. They got Russell Westbrook. But, like, Atlanta's winnable. Memphis, like, that was an embarrassing effort last time. Can you can you go ahead and show something? And then Dallas. Dallas who knows who's going to be a lineup for them? Is Luka playing? Is Kyrie? Kyrie didn't play today again. It's, I don't know. The team's weird. So, yeah, man, two wins. Two and three. Can they go two and three? The expectations are that low, but they that, that might be high expectations because there might be a chance that they go 0-5. Like, literally haven't won on the road. This I need season. three. I need three and two here. Oh boy! I'm really? I'm I'm putting expectations on them. I think the run's coming. Um, my my reasoning is completely illogical. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're, cha- they're champions. They're vets. Like, yeah, three and two should be the expectations. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Anyway, Kaminga should be back. Give him some energy. And it felt like they missed a little Kaminga athleticism energy. Too, and, too, you and know? you know, I mean, what's annoying is I do think if they were fully healthy, they would have gone on a run. But everything from Steph injuries to Wiggins MIA to a million other things has kind of denied it from this year. And, you know, I just want to say this on the Wiggins thing. You know, it remains a wait and see. Um, it, 
can't can't really relitigate it every time. Just kind of got to wait and see a little bit. And when there's new info, we'll talk about it. All right, last one. Mm-hmm. What's up, fellas? Uh, usual Warriors dominating at home. The road woes continue. So as of today, we're still seven twenty six on the road. If this persists out of the entire Western Conference, if it comes down to a game seven on the road. Uh, who do you feel good against, and who who are you a little concerned if it if it truly is just a, a home away split? Uh, love you guys. Have a good pod. We'll be listening tomorrow. Thanks. Bye. Shit, the call. Andy, you want to go first? Mm, I'm thinking. Go. Mm. Okay. Here's here's what I go with. <laughs> here's 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 what I go with. Um, if... <sighs> Dude, I'm watching the Kings, and the more I watch the Kings, the more I'm like, this is. Oh, we're on the same page here. This is a really really good basketball team. I don't want to play them at all. I I still do, and and, which is why I I started with this, with the preface, but I I still do. I think they're my pick. Um, I have this sneaky suspicion that John Morant will come back this season. I have this sneaky suspicion. So. That's a team that, you know, I think historically the past couple of years have, have given the Warriors some type of trouble. I think when you talk about the Kings and what makes them so great, they have an elite offense, elite, elite, elite offense. How many games has it been that they've scored 120 points in a row? They average 120 points, 21 points in the season. Best offense in the NBA. But they don't play any defense. And I, and I do feel like when you are in a, in a playoff series, especially one against the Warriors where they have played championship basketball, I do think like you gotta have some defense. Memphis tells me they've shown that they can play some defense. The Kings haven't. I still feel like Sam. I'd pick the Kings. I still feel like that. Oh, so I'm gonna go the opposite way as you. Um, I think the Kings have the best vibes in the NBA. I do think the Warriors can beat them, but um, I don't think John's come back. You saw the report. He's in treatment and rehab. Yeah. Um. I think he's done for the year. I think it's a polite way to make him done for the year to not have to answer questions. And I don't know. It's kind of, it's a toss up, but I'm going to go with the team who losing their best player is going to be a rough blow for them, no matter what. Um, and, And I think the Warriors will get out more for Memphis than they would against Sacramento. I think Sacramento would push the word, punch the Warriors in the mouth a little bit, and then they'd have to wake up. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go Memphis. Uh, you know, they may have a little more – they may be a little more proven. Um, but, you know, that's where, that's where my head's at. Domatis a bonus at the five. Just Steph Curry in the pick and roll. Draymond Harry, Green. Harry B, Harry B revenge, bro. All right. All right, we'll be back on Wednesday. We will be the Warriors are playing the Clippers. I, I just would love to see the uh, the the Kings um, sack get a matchup. I, I think I would like to see them win a matchup. So that's why I kind of you know it I would. I mean, from from an organizational standpoint, this is cocky, but like not having to get on a plane, making it easy to you know just kind of stay in Northern California, like that would be preferred. Than Memphis, which is just the biggest pain in the in the ass flight, uh, but you know, I, I'm I'm good with the Dylan Brooks Brooks theatrics and the <laughs> like. I'm good. I've seen it. We've seen it. It's honestly, it's 
it's boring. It, it, he's not a good basketball player. It, the show is not that fun. G- give me, give me the feel good story. And then the Warriors win the first game on the road in front of a raucous sack arena. And then things, things start to unravel because sack fans know that they're going to lose. Like, it's just, you can kind of just script it out already. I've written the script. I've seen the script. They've written it. Adam Silver already gave it to me. Maybe I'm picking. Maybe I'm picking Memphis because I don't want Sacramento to go out. Like I want them to win a series. You know. Also, I want you to have to watch this all the time. I just want you to have to deal with this the whole way through. For, 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 those, for those listening to audio, it's it's a picture of Dylan Brooks wearing. What is he? What, what is he wearing? Explain to me what is that? What that is? What is that? It's it's meant to make you mad. That's what it is. Jean shorts with a looking like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. All right. We'll be out of here. Appreciate everyone. Have a great evening. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.